All right, well, you know who's going to be in the conference finals this year. You got Mavs and Warriors on the West Coast. We got Celtics and the Miami Heat on the East Coast. Starting off with the Western Conference, the Phoenix Suns, unfortunately, their season had to come to a close in the second round. They're, they were a one seed. Um, that Game 7 performance was, was pretty nasty. Um, but you know what, man? What do you think their chances or the overall expectations can be for that team moving forward? Do you think they overachieved this year? Do you think for they who? Can, uh, the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, they, probably they overachieved. Yes. No, they just choked. They're number one seed. They won 64 games and they choked. As simple as that. They choked. It's pretty embarrassing. I mean, once, tricked the, I mean, they, they, tricked the, they tricked the league. Tricked everybody. Simple as that. I mean, my thing is too, I mean, they got smacked like yeah. in, in, in game seven on your home floor too. That's kind of, it's pretty nasty. Um, but you know, it, it's, it sucks because obviously with this being literally the most important game of the year, you go out and get clapped on national television and there's no excuse. You know, it wasn't like, it wasn't even close. You know what I mean? It, it's, but I think we can, yeah, we, can we can quiet a lot of noise in terms of certain debates, unfortunately. Yeah, they, but they felt they felt a lot of pressure, um, and it's a whole lot of noise that's getting quiet. Not just Phoenix Suns. We talk about the East too, but for us, uh, the Phoenix Suns. I mean, it's it's nasty because like, like you said, you were at home and you didn't even fight. You know what I'm saying? It'd be different if they lost and it was a fight. But it's just kind of like if you really want to look at it, like. If CJ McCollum doesn't forget how to play basketball a couple of games in that first series in the first round, they may have not have beaten the, the Pelicans. So that was, and even them struggling against the Pelicans was kind of a sign. You know, I was, I was out on, we did podcasts. I was talking about like, yo, even if Devin Booker is out, I'm like, yo, they still should win. But you were like, uh, yeah, and no, but it was just kind of like, it was still kind of a struggle. So then we get to this Mavericks series and it's just kind of like, they're playing Luka Doncic, you know, arguably, arguably him and Jason Tatum, the best two young players in the game. We know what Luka's about. And it's just kind of like, well, I'm like, well, they have the better overall team. They got Devin Booker. They got Chris Paul. They got a better duo. They got a, a big, a low-key big three with DeAndre Aiden. And it's just kind of like, you got Luka and a bunch of guys that are just really, really like solid and play hard and sometimes that goes out and you know reach western conference finals sometimes it even goes out and win championships but i just didn't expect a 64 team with you know in the regular season one of the best defenses you know they got a big three they got all these things they got devin booker who who in my opinion was a should have been an mvp you know at least top three but he was definitely an mvp candidate so it's just like it's 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 crazy it was a it's a bad very bad choke job for the Phoenix Suns. And they have nobody but themselves to blame, to be honest, because you had game seven at home. So it's just like it doesn't get too much better than that. But you know what they say, anything happened in game seven. So Yeah, but still, it shouldn't have even gone to a game seven, in my honest opinion. Yeah. I mean, if, if you were really like that, you'd have got this series done in five, maybe six. Um, you know, and I mean, that, I mean, anytime you're a one seed, you obviously have championship aspirations. Um, I mean, they just kind of shit the bed, you know, like. And it's it's just kind of embarrassing. Obviously, give flowers, you know, to Dallas Mavericks and what they did. But like, you know, 
you just kind of thought that all right, at some point something's going to change, but it just never did, you know. And um, but Chris Paul though, uh, I mean for yeah. for sure, uh, for sure Hall of Famer, you know for sure first ballot, all that, you know, won the games, best point guards all around, all that. Does this change anything for you in terms of his overall legacy? Is this, still is top, this, still. Still a top five player of all time, but it doesn't look good. Point guard, point guard, point guard, point guard. Point guard, still, still, a top point, still a top five point guard of all time, in my opinion, but it doesn't look good. Because, like, you look at this situation, like, this is, like, their, people talk about last year, but this year really was probably their best chance to win a championship. Because if you look at the Western Conference, it's kind of like, you as a Laker fan, I know you probably like, damn, like, the Lakers, like, could have just <laughs> figured it out and got healthy. The, the West really shit the bed. Like, it's really... Weak this year, if you want to be honest. Like this is probably the weakest Western Conference I've seen in a little, in a little minute. Um, when we talk about certain teams struggling and stuff like that. And for us, Chris Paul, like I said, he's thirty-seven years old, still a great player, still arguably a top five, you know, top seven point guard in the world. Still, I mean, it doesn't help his legacy because he's been on multiple teams that kind of have shit the bed when it comes to like being on a number one seed, having expectations, championship expectations, aspirations, and they kind of haven't got it done with him kind of being either like leading the charge or being that, that second go-to guy, you know, second best player on a championship caliber team. So it, it, it kind of sucks. It definitely sucks. Yeah. And to your point too, is it's another one of those situations where it's like, if this was ever the year where you win the whole thing, it's now, yeah. you, you know, kind you of favors have, too, you know, like, Giannis is now gone, right? So the one guy that you probably felt like, okay, he was the reason why we couldn't win it. He's one gone. Yeah. And then, you know, say, like, all right, well, let's clip. You know, KD is out the way. You know, Bron, he didn't, you know, he didn't make the plan, let alone the playoffs. Yeah. So it's like, you know. And thing is, too, like, these guys were healthy. It's not even like, you know, these guys were injured. So if, if you would have won the whole thing with them being technically available to play, then that would have been different. But now you... You can't even beat a team that has Luca and, you know, other considered role players. But the thing is, I will say that Jalen Brunson is very good. Um, very, very, very skilled point guard. I think he's like one of the very few least talked about players that I feel like is truly, you know, like that. But I mean, even still, that, you know, it's not an excuse really to, you know, and again, shout out to Dallas, but you, you, you can't get clapped like that on your home floor. In you know, in a game seven, that's just that's just unacceptable for so many reasons. But hey, yeah, it's tough. It's it, tough. It, it is what it is. I mean, it's it is what it is. Especially when you're talking shit the whole series. You know, we, we talking shit. You're not backing it up. It's just kind of like that is a problem. And then especially the guy you're talking shit to comes out and like really <laughs> makes you wish you didn't say some of the things you said. So it's that's a tough situation. You know, they got it's a very humbling experience if you are the Phoenix Suns and on that Phoenix Suns roster and coaching staff. And then you got guys that are seeking max contracts. You know what I'm saying? For the second year in a row and not showing up and not even wanting to play. And people questioning your motor, people questioning your heart. That's a problem. So it's a whole lot of questions with the Phoenix Suns. And even like next year, they got to figure out some things they're going to do. And they also got to figure out like, yo, is this like you know, some are we gonna break it up? Because they brought everything, they brought everybody back together. Like, are we gonna try something new? Are we gonna try something different? Like, what is the right guard to pair next to Devin Booker? 
what is the right big two pair next to Devin Booker? Because Devin Booker's not going anywhere. But you got to start looking at some things like, okay, like we ran it back again this year. We lost in the second round. We had a favorable, easy, injury-riddled playoff. Like a lot of teams got hurt and allowed us to get to the NBA Finals last year, and we lost against the Bucks. So it's just like they're regressing. You know what I'm saying? They're not, they're not staying the same. They're not reaching the finals again. They're losing or not reaching the finals and winning. They're, they're regressing. So a lot of questions got to be, you know, asked in Phoenix. And a lot of answers got to be probably made going forward with this roster. I think it's a combination of, you know, just get it done. Um, not even necessarily the roster moves, but like in terms of like the on-court play, just win. Right? Because at the end of the day, anytime you're a one seed, right, like, that means you could have and should have probably won the championship. And so we could say it's a GM thing. They need to trade players and all that. But like at the same time, they have a current roster that should be getting it done. So I think, you know, holding the players accountable is, is very important. Um, and because, and, look, there's been some bad GMs before. There's been front offices that haven't done anything. But yeah. with the Suns, I mean, they have a great squad, at least on paper. And, again, this, this one – I feel like loss and playoff loss doesn't take away from what they did over the course of the regular season. You know, being a number one seed in the conference is challenging. But I think when you lose in the playoffs, especially to Dallas, no shade, but like, y'all didn't, <laughs> y'all didn't lose to them boys, you know, the Warriors. You know what I'm saying? Y'all lost to a team who, I'll just leave it at that. They're not the Warriors. But either way, I mean, it's, I don't even think it's a something got to be done kind of thing. It's more of a get it done. What, do you, you know, want it like, back? Do you think they yeah, should want it back? Yeah, ab- absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, because to your point too, they just choked, right? Like this, this yeah. isn't a situation where it's like, all right, damn, I, I got so many questions about the overall makeup of this team. If they played poorly, like, because the thing is too, realistically, do you think that they could have won game seven? Do you think that they could have won the championship this year? If the answer to that question is yes, then there's no point. Because look, sometimes good teams just lose. Right? Sometimes good teams choke. Sometimes good teams just don't show up. And if that ends up happening, obviously you're always going to have the question when you lose of if we should run it back. But like, at the same time, y'all did just, you know, y'all were just a one seed. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? Um, and they're still like relatively new. If, if, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're, it's not like, like it ain't Portland. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they ain't been running the same squad out there for six, seven, eight years and then still failing. Like, you know, y'all fresh, fresh or somewhat fresh off going to the finals. Like, you had an amazing year this year. They're not, I know you said in, in a way they're declining, but, like, it's not a drastic jump where, like, they, you know, because had they showed up for game seven, we'd be having a completely different conversation. Completely different. But they different. didn't. Right, right, you're right. It is, but they didn't. But I'm saying, though, at, at least, though, but at least it was just one game, right? It wasn't like, all right, they got swept. It wasn't, it was but like, it wasn't, you but know. It, but it wasn't one game because it, it was, you look at the, you look at the Pelican series. We go back to that. Like that should have been a, that should have been a, a easy, even with Devin Booker out, it should have been an easy four, maybe gentleman sweet five. And it was a struggle with that. And you had people, even yourself, this you was talking about like, uh, I don't know if they should like, you know, it should be a gentleman sweep. And I was like, no, it should be a gentleman sweep. So that's what I'm saying. We had people to switch and saying like, oh, this probably can go seven. So that that is a problem. That is the issue. Like you looking at it like, oh, went seven games and gets the Dallas Mavericks. But I'm looking at their entire playoff run. Like, it was a problem. You know what I'm saying? It's different, like, one game here and there that could have changed everything. But it's just like, they probably, the way they've been playing this entire playoffs against, you know, teams that they were supposed to be superior in, 
a legitimate argument can be made that even if they would have beat the Dallas Mavericks, they probably wouldn't beat the Golden State Warriors. They probably wouldn't win the NBA Finals because it's just like if you're struggling against teams you're supposed to beat, that is a problem. But at least if they were to lost to those teams, they would have lost to those teams, right? Like it's not just about True. them getting blown out. They got blown out by the Mavs. Or they got blown out in the game seven. They got blown out at the crib. Yeah. They got blown out at the crib. You're not on the road getting, getting towards like that. You at the crib. You know what I'm saying? You one game away from uh, another Western Conference Finals, and it it it, it it's real though. Um, but switching gears on the other side of the map, Eastern yeah. Conference. Yep. How do you feel about the Celtics as well as the Bucks series overall? Same same thing I feel about the Phoenix Suns. Uh, the Bucks tricked the league too. Phoenix and and the Bucks they both tricked the league. I, w- I wouldn't go that far. It's, I don't mean, I don't, I don't think it's the exact same thing. One team got clapped on national television. The other team. It was, another team was up 3-2. Best player went, what, eight points, four for 16 in the second half. was a choke job. They, another team went on a finals run in the most injury-riddled playoff postseason in NBA history. When we talk about superstars and star players getting hurt, they went to the finals. The Phoenix Suns had the same opportunity. They went to the finals. I told you this for an entire year. Let's wait before we start crowning the Suns and the Bucks. Let's wait before we start crowning like these two teams and saying like, yo, this player is this, this team is that. And then we saw when things were even and the playing field was kind of leveled with not a lot of injuries, we saw what happened. So I can't sit up and say like, you know, one thing is different with the Phoenix Suns. Another thing is different with the Milwaukee Bucks because I'm looking at them both and like I'm comparing them to last year. I'm comparing them to this year. Both teams lost in the second round. Both teams choked, in my opinion. And if you're if you're the Phoenix Suns, you're supposed to get it done. You're the number one seed. And if you're Giannis Antetokounmpo, and some have him as arguably the best player in the world, some people feel like he is the best player in the world. So if you have that mantle, like you always say, I'm going to hold you to certain expectations. My expectations are in a game seven. Even if you lose, you at least show up. You at least don't be like the reason why your team doesn't get it done. Kevin Durant, Giannis, 2021, the NBA playoffs. What happened in that, that matchup? Both of those players, it was mano y mano. Both of those players were showing up. Kevin Durant showed up. Giannis Antetokounmpo showed up. In this game seven, when we look at what happened in the Boston Celtics versus the Milwaukee Bucks, in that second half, Giannis was missing layups. Giannis was shooting floaters off the backboard. Giannis looked very pressed. And the reason why he looked very pressed is what I'd like to tell people. It's a difference when you do bully ball and you got guys like a, a Chris Moulton or you got, got another guy on your team that's like a three-level scorer. But what happens if you take that second best player away or you take your best shot creator away and then your bully ball isn't working, you're very one-dimensional. And it's very hard for you to score because you're always going back to what you know best. Not one time in the second half did Giannis do anything different to try anything different because the problem is he doesn't really have anything, you know, different when we talk about his offensive package other than bully ball, go to the rim, you know, get in the post, pick and roll, stuff like that. And that hurt the Bucks, especially without Chris Milton. So that's why we're saying, like, when we talk about certain things, when we talk about the game, it's just kind of we got to talk about it entirely. So we can't hold one player to this high pedestal because Lord knows. If it was Kevin Durant, if it was Stephen Curry, if it was LeBron James, and they had that game seven performance in the second half the way Giannis did, 
people will be calling it a choke job. People want to talk about the average 36 in the five in a in that series and stuff like that. People want to talk about he was the first what a 200 point 100 point rebounds and 50 whatever that whatever that crazy stat was. That's phenomenal. When the when the when the moment mattered the most, what did you do? Of course, I mean you know I mean I hold everybody you know to that standard and just being consistent. So I would I would have said this if this was any of the names you just mentioned. I'll probably throw maybe Kawhi in there as well, a healthy yeah, Kawhi. Kawhi too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They talk about it. They talked about it in the bubble with Kawhi three one him and Bad. him and Paul George and Kawhi. They had a field day with that. Field, field they lost it was up 3-1 and then that fourth quarter Paul George was shooting <laughs> shots off the sideboard you know what I'm saying like it was nasty and my thing about it is like it happens like sometimes the best players in the world they have bad moments or they have you know incredibly bad moments but it can't be a thing where we're being like hard on other players and then we're not being consistent with them all especially when we talk about you're supposed to be the best player in the world especially when we talk about discerning elk of your top three the top five player in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, we hold those guys to a higher standard, just like we did with Kevin Durant. So, you know, it can't, it can't, be, that, it, it can't be that way. It can't be that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the part that's so interesting, though, is like, there's, is there a difference between playing poorly and not showing up at all, right? Like, is there a difference between just straight up shooting in a way that you're not, you the are in terms of efficiency, or you just being out there like, man, like we, we don't even recognize who this person is, you know? I mean, I think there is a difference, too, between, like, choking and losing. Like, they were, they were up 3-2. They definitely should have won the entire series. But, I mean, yeah, and again, another situation where you got to give credit to Boston. You know, they, they, they yeah. played their, ass, their, their asses off. You know, they, they battled back, um, you know, and that, that, that's not t t uh, easy to do. You know, you win a game six on the road with, you know, it gets a team who has the better player in that specific series. Yeah. But, you know, they got it done and then went back to the crib and picked up another dub. You know, uh, but, yeah. I mean, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure they had the better player. What you mean? You said the better player in the series? I think the better player in the series was Giannis. Uh, I think the better player was Jason Tatum. He was a better player in the Boston Celtics and the, the Boston Celtics versus the Brooklyn Nets series, too, as well. All right. So, to be clear, he's the though. One on top. Right, right. Well, to be clear, though, obviously, you know, JT and the Celtics won both of those series. When I say best player, I mean, like, if you had to choose one person entering that game or whatever in that specific series, who would you go with? Now, that is slightly different than looking at the numbers, watching each game individually and say, all right, he's, this yeah. person has played better than the other this series. But I just mean yeah. in general. Giannis, even though they, they took an L, Giannis was still the best player in that series. Now, if people feel that JT outplayed him, all right, we, we can entertain that. But in terms of just straight up putting everything is, else to the side, it's, it's Giannis. All I know is Jason Tatum faced LeBron James as a rookie and showed out. All I know is he just beat Kevin Durant and Giannis in the same playoffs, and he showed out. So all I'm going to say is it's going to be conversations that need to be had about who is what because, like, people can talk about the best player in the world, and we talk about it all the time. And one bad game in one series does not define that. But when we talk about going forward, about like who we rather have, like you said, like who would you rather have entering the series? I don't look at now. It's, it's officially a toss up to me. Like I don't look at I don't I don't know who the best player in the world is. This I'll be honest with you. Like I really don't. I really let's I can't. Not get, say, let's, I, not, let's not get carried away. No, no. I'm I'm, I'm being. I don't really know who the best player in the world is because like 
for the people that's going to say Giannis, it's like, okay, well, people are going to put it to what I just pointed in the game seven, the struggles, the one-dimensional game at times. People are going to say Kevin Durant. They're going to talk about the, the series against the Boston Celtics and how Kevin Durant was looking like something we never seen before in the first few games. And then, you know, game four, he came alive and he was went crazy. And we was like, where is this Kevin Durant at for the entire series? So it's just kind of like people are going to talk about LeBron James. LeBron James is not in the playoffs right now. People are going to talk about, like, Stephen Curry. Should it be Stephen Curry? Like, he goes out and win a championship. You know, that's a possibility. Like, are we going to sit up and say, if Steph goes out and wins a championship with the Golden State Warriors, is he not going to get the credit he deserves? And, and people say, like, he's the best player in the world. So I can't just sit here right now, legitimately today, after what we just witnessed, and sit up and say, like, oh, Giannis is automatically the best player in the world. Kevin Durant is automatically the best player in the world. Now, who I personally feel is, is two different things. But, like, when we look at things entirely, it's really hard to sit up and say who really is the best player in the world, especially when we got a guy who I've been saying all year this, that people have been saying he's not at the table, he's not this. Stephen Curry's still in the playoffs and still has the opportunity to prove that, yo, you know, I know you like LeBron, I know you like Kevin Durant, I know you like Giannis, but, you know, I'm, I'm still here. I'm still this guy. It's tough. Well, he's been able to fly under the radar, as crazy as that sounds. You know, but that's, that's probably a good thing. You know, yeah. there, there's still high expectations for him, but very rarely now do you hear people say, like, oh, Steph is the best player in the world. You know, even though, again, like, to your point, a case can be made that he is, you know, but for some reason, the, 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 the final player standing among these conversations is the one that's not being talked about. Even Jokic, you know, you two-time back-to-back, you can be all that. It's like, well, he's not in the playoffs either. You got, what, five, six Five out of six, six out of the top seven players in the league no longer in playoffs? Because maybe they're not the top top players. I think people get caught up in a regular season. Yeah. I don't, I don't, Nicole Jones was never a top five player to me. Back yeah, to I back think, or not. I've been, you know, I've been consistent all year. I, John B, as great as he is, is he really a truly a top five player in the game? He's the best center in the league to me. But I don't, when I came out with my rankings before the season started, I had them at both at ninth and tenth. Eighth, ninth, tenth range, and, and to be honest, they're still in that range to me. So, and I'm not a guy that just looks at playoffs and looks at one run and stuff like that, and just sits and say like, "Yo, this automatically knocks guys out." But at the same time, it's just kind of like I can't sit here and legitimately say right now, having this conversation that Luka Doncic and Jason Tatum, I can't sit up and say that both of those players are not top five. I really can't. I I'm, I can't sit up and say right now. I'm, you know, I'm not even going to, there's no puff face. I'm not going to hesitate. I would rather have Luka Doncic and Jason Tatum over Nicole Jokic and Joe Embiid. It's simple. Mm. It's, I, I think they're better players than those guys. It's simple. Give me the wings that can create their own offense, that can create for themselves, and also can create for others at times. Give me that over a guy that you got to get the ball to, even though Nicole Jokic is a point center and all this and that. That's fine and dandy, but like, I'm, give, me, give me Luka Doncic and give me Jason Tatum over those two guys. So when huh. we talk about top five, top six, uh, give, me, give me Luca and Jason Tatum over those two. So that's what I'm saying. Like, conversations are going to have to be rearranged. Conversations have to be had because all I know is that Luca Doncic is in the Western Conference Finals and has a chance to go to the finals, and Jason Tatum's in another Eastern Conference Finals who has a chance to go to the NBA Finals. So I, Nicole Jokic ain't never – not Nicole Jokic. Joel B ain't never made it past the second round, you know? So it's – we can we can talk about it, and even yeah. and even and even and even some other guys. There's like Kevin Durant, Giannis, LeBron. 
like Stephen Curry. Like, I don't know if from a talent perspective, I don't know if I'm taking those guys over Jason Tatum and Luka Doncic either. If we be right, real. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'll, 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 I'll let the yo kitchen be stuff. We, if we being real. All right, whatever. If no, we being real no, from a talent no. perspective, you're they're just as own. talented. They're just as talented right now than those guys. They're just, they're on that. You cannot sit up and say Jason Tatum who just looked Giannis and Kevin Durant in the eyes and beat both of them and then look at them okay. and like say like That's they're automatically too. just automatically just better than them. Especially okay. when I'm just talking about from a pure talent perspective. Like right now, just a talent perspective. Maybe not better overall, but it ain't like this large ass gap, Theus. It's not. It's not. I'm, I'm, with, you, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. But you know what's funny, Amon? It's, it's almost as if like you're, you're coming to my side of, of debates. Weren't you the one that always used to tell me all the time? You know, we let one series change everything everything now yeah. again i hear you them boys is on like they're on the way they it, like they jt luca players like ja, they, not, they hear they're not on they, the way they, they hear they, they are looking these dudes in the eyes say yeah they, they that care. shit is clipped all they that all care. that all that yeah but i but i won't let but you know what look there's still some playoff basketball le left to be played that's fine and, and i'm trying to think to myself what's the what's the moment or the accomplishment that has to happen for me to say, all right, damn you. Cause I, like, I, you know, I tip my uh, hat off to both of them, but I think JT's situation is a little bit different because of the team that he's on. Like the Celtics are a good basketball club. And even if you think JT might be either better than KD or if, you know, you would rather take Jason, let me ask you some, if you were to switch those two, Jason Tatum, Throw him on the Nets. You throw KD on the Boston Celtics. Do, do, you, do you think it would have been a sweep? Do you, do you think that Jason, Jason Tatum would have Hell no, it wouldn't have been a sweep with Jason Tatum because Jason Tatum won a game last year without Jalen Brown and dropped 50. You know, like, no, I don't think it would have been a, a sweep. And, and me saying this is also looking at the fact that, yo, like Luka Doncic and Jason Tatum, they got youth on their side as well. And they're already looking at these guys eye level. So it's just like they got time and they're still getting better. And it's just kind of like I'm already saying from a talent perspective, it's a toss-up right now at the age of 24 and 23, I think. I think Luke was 23. It's just kind of like that's scary. But it's just like it's not as crazy as it seems because to me, I had both of them in my top 10 before the season started. So to see them, you know, progress and elevate and me sit them and say like, I don't know if they're not top five now no more. That's not really a, that's not really a, a crazy-ass thing because to me, I had Jason Tatum at, at, I don't know, it was like, I had, it was like the 8 to 10 range, I can't remember, but I just know that Luca, Jason Tatum, and those guys were in the 8 to 10 range. So it's just kind of, I had those guys at the lower end of my top 10 players in the world. So it's not really crazy to me to say like, yo, these guys are probably top five. And some guys that, you know, we thought were top five may have to get knocked out. And some guys that we think that is just, you know, untouchable, may not be untouchable after this postseason. Especially if Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics go out and win a championship. Especially if Luka Doncic does something unthinkable and beat the Golden State Warriors. Now, I don't think neither of those two things are going to happen, but all I'm saying is, it's a possibility because what we've seen in this playoffs with Jason Tatum looking Kevin Durant and Giannis in the eye saying, I think I'm better than you. And then going out and proving it and getting it done. With Luka Doncic going out and beating the number one team in the in the playoffs, the favorites to win the championship in the Phoenix Suns. You can't deny that. That's all I'm saying.
Yeah. I mean, look, anytime we enter the playoffs, a lot of things change. And that's really what it is. All, you know, all the awards and stuff that happened during the regular season, that's cool. You know, shout out to everyone that gets, you know, those certain awards or first All-NBAs, all that. But when it's playoff time, number one thing that matters and changes these lists and all that is winning basketball games. But, you know, the game is a game, man. You, you got a, a cap or no cap? I got a cap or no cap because people are like in my mentions and crying and whining because they think I'm throwing shots at people, but people don't like consistency. My thing is, I want to ask you, cap or no cap, if you consider the 2020 NBA Finals an asterisk, cap or no cap, you have to consider the 2021 NBA playoffs the same thing. So I want to know how do you feel about that? So my this thing for people is, that this for the people that do consider like I'm just saying, just say they do consider like, oh, the bubble playoffs, 2020, the NBA Finals was an asterisk, and I'm saying like, do you have to consider the 2021 NBA playoffs and the finals the same exact thing? Because a lot of yeah. things happen. Go ahead. Yeah, I got you. I got you. So yeah, so I, I ask it in a, in a uh, cap or no cap way. I think I get your question. I, I know my answer. Yeah. But to to phrase it in a cap or no cap way, uh, I mean. I, I would say this. I think all championships should be treated the same. That This idea of like, you know, oh, you know, they won it in the bubble. Or it was 2020. It was a shortened season. Everyone had to deal with that, though. That's my <laughs> biggest thing. So it wasn't like it was just the Lakers. What are you talking about? Everyone yeah. was in the same bubble. They didn't, like, unless there's something that I don't know, but all teams had to deal with the same type of protocol, same type of procedures, same type of, you know, over, like, and again, like when it comes to situations like this, if one player or one team had to deal with something different, then something I'm like different. that. That's okay. Cool. We can run with that. But everyone had to deal with the same exact stuff. You know, like it's like if you play a basketball game, and you know you you feel like um, I don't know one one team gets you know rewarded or awarded more timeouts than the other. I would have a problem with that as a coach. Like, yo, why do they get more timeouts? Yeah. Right? Because it's not a level playing field. Yeah. But if but if everything is the same, there's there's no excuse, yeah. right? Like there there's there's I don't want to hear anything along the lines of well, yeah, it was yeah, different year. And what does that mean? That, and 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 that and that's and exactly what does that mean? And that's why I said rings are rings. But that's why you and I, I don't respect people that sit up and say like oh 2020 bubble playoffs and bubble finals wasn't real, but then the 2021 you know NBA playoffs and finals was real. It, it makes no sense because rings are rings because you could link both of those two these. Those two playoffs, 2020 and 2021, it was a lot of shit that was kind of crazy because the world was crazy. You know what I'm saying? But like what you said, to your credit, is in 2020, everybody had to go through the same thing. Even in 2021, you know, it was stuff that was going on, but it was just kind of like everybody still had to kind of go through the same thing. So it's just like saying you, you don't respect one, but you respect the other makes no sense, especially when you can point out in both, in both playoff runs, like, yo, this shit was kind of weird. This shit kind of was weird. Like, you can point out to the bubble. It's just like, no fans. You can point out to 2021. Oh, this team got fans. The Lakers had 5,000 fans in their home. You know what I'm saying? But the people don't want to talk about that. Oh, this, the Phoenix Suns was packed. The Lakers had like 10,000 fans. You know, it was like 5,000 fans. So it's just kind of like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was a whole lot of stuff. We could talk about the injury riddle. Like, Jamal Murray, Kawhi Leonard. Like, it was so many superstar player Anthony Dave it was so many that was the biggest like most injury riddle postseason in the history of the NBA because of the short turnaround win window 
of the season. Like they played two seasons, essentially one. So that's my thing. It's just kind of like, it's so many things you can point out in both. So my thing is like, if you don't respect one, but you respect the other, you kind of tell on yourself. But at the end of the day, like you said, rings are rings. Like a championship is a championship. So you can't discredit one and then sit up and like gloss over the other issues on another or just because you don't like the way or who won the the championship or you don't like the way the championship was was played in the, the setting and stuff like that. It makes it makes no sense. I'm, that's I'm why I asked you that. No, you I figured that was gonna be your answer, but I, I that's why I asked you that. Cause it was just like I'm 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 gonna tell you what. The only reason why people have a problem with the 2020 championship in the bubble and all that is because of who won it. That's only that's that's all it is. You know what I'm saying? If if it wasn't Braun, if, if it was some random player, <laughs> like if it was Giannis, I don't think people were saying, well, you know, it was it was only the bubble. That doesn't count. But because sure. LeBron James, yeah. people want to discredit it. And again, I mean, that comes with the so. territory with being LeBron, you know, yeah. and that comes in the territory of being a Laker fan. But like, trust me, look, if if Luka Doncic would have won it in the damn bubble, I don't think there would have been a, you know, any discredit to, to his case. No. You know what I mean? Like, there's certain players where you, I mean, you mention it often, but because it's the Lakers, that year gets, you know, um, addressed and talked about in a way that's like, oh, no, that doesn't count. What are we talking about here? Yeah. Like, especially too, if we're, we're not even talking about like an injury thing. Like, like I'll entertain that, right? If, if a certain player was injured, so that's why the Lakers won, which I don't agree with, but like, you know, that's something that makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, but don't, don't hit me with, it was a bubble, and did the Miami Heat get a different like practice gym or some shit? Like, like, was there anything different that one team had to deal with versus another? Like, they no. all were dealing with some messed up shit down there. So that's what I'm saying. It's crazy. Like, it's crazy, and you can even say that because it's just like that's probably the most healthiest playoffs we've ever seen. <laughs> Ironically <laughs> enough, was when it, it was in a damn bubble. It, it was in a bubble, and also like you talk about like different changes. I just point out the home court advantage for some teams. Versus the other teams, come in the 2021 playoffs. That was a real thing because that was when like it was a whole season with nobody. It was a whole season with no fans, <laughs> a whole season. So it's just like we discredit, we discredit the bubble, but then we had a whole season with no fans, and then the playoffs came, and it was like fans in this team because of this restriction or with non-restriction, and this team didn't have fans or had less fans. So it's just like how can you really say that? But it's just like I said, people telling themselves because. At the end of the day, it's like people don't like consistency. Like they value certain things more so than consistency or they value certain agendas more so than consistency. But luckily, that's what we're here for. So <laughs> facts, <laughs> facts. Um, but yeah, yeah. Make sure to, you know, subscribe, no pump face on YouTube, you know, five star rate, wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, and just like that, y'all, we gone. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>